Hey everyone, and welcome to the Your Money Your Life podcast. I'm your host, Alana Sapporo. We are at episode 114 of the podcast. And this week we have so much to get into, so much in the news. Starbucks is in the news. GM, Honda, Tesla is in the news and much more. And of course, make sure you like, subscribe, review, and five-star rate our podcast in our community. As always, thank you for listening and hope you enjoy the show. Market update and news update. So, uh, past week for the market has been fairly volatile. One, you have obviously the overseas geopolitical conflict still raging on. Um, you also have um, inflation still being rampant. And you have people coming out and saying, oh, we're going to get into a recession next year, year or two, because the Fed was too slow to move on inflation. And now they have to be proactive or be you know, retroactive, I should say, and do so much to raise interest rates and sell off the balance sheet that it's going to put us in a regressive or reverse the growth that we have going on right now. So that's what people think. I mean, I, I wouldn't go that far yet. I think we still have a lot of people with flush balance, flush bank accounts, and people are spending more than they've ever spent just because there's so much money sloshed around. So um, that's what's happening. Um, that's why you're seeing a little bit of volatility this week as we're down two and a half points um, in the last five days. But the futures today are showing a little bit of bright brightness. And that's to be... Expected in in you know a market right like that's what happens is you have volatility, um, and you wade through said volatility. So that's our market update. If we're moving to news of the week, so much to get through. The first thing is GM and Honda are teaming up to make affordable EVs. Can they overtake Tesla as the king of electric vehicles? So GM and Honda collab. They're partnering up to develop an affordable electric vehicle that they obviously want to take down Tesla. But fun fact, I don't think that's going to happen. Tesla is like Thanos and all these Avengers are partnering together to try to take down Thanos because Tesla has a lot of the market share in the electric vehicle market. They sell more. They sell more cars than anyone in that market currently. Why they have scale, they have a pretty smart, smart person at the helm. And they have a brand that is akin to Apple in the electric vehicle market. So I just don't think you're going to see these legacy car makers able to overtake Tesla because they're just lacking so far behind, right? Like it's it's you're putting your money, if you're betting on something, it's that Tesla continues to scale, um, continues to make cars faster and hopefully cheaper. Um, and they're taking your, over the European market. They're just moving at a faster pace in my mind. And it's going to take a lot of these for these legacy car makers to try and, and catch up. Um, moving on to more news. Starbucks. Are they ready to ditch the barista? Um, so Starbucks announced that they're suspending their stock buybacks. So for those who don't know, stock buybacks are when companies use their cash and buy back outstanding shares in the market, presumably because they believe they're undervalued. This usually boosts the stock price and um, is usually a sign of confidence in, in the company from management. But 
Starbucks is suspending the stock buybacks because they're planning to invest in people and in the stores. They brought back Howard Schultz, um, and he's a CEO that's kind of been in and out, but he's done a really great job with Starbucks, grown the company a lot. He's like a master you know, manager and CEO. But his plan is they brought him back to do a couple of things. Fight the union uprising, because a lot of people, laborers, are unionizing um, across the across the world, across the landscape. And that's understandable and to be expected. And so for companies, that's hard. they don't like, corporations don't like the unions. Obviously, Amazon fought against it really hard. And there was just one a union that won in New York for Amazon, or against um, workers in uh, Amazon in New York, one to create a union. Starbucks has seen the same, similar pressure across their stores and their, their regions. And Schultz is a master at fighting against that. So they brought him back to do that. They also probably brought him back to invest in technology that will make their labor costs go down. They want to get rid of baristas. They want to use robots to deliver your coffee. They want to use the mobile orders and the robots just place it at the little stand thing and you come in and take it. That's what they're trying to do. Their mobile order percentage grew to 26% of their total orders. At what point do you, does it get to 50-50, right? Like they're growing um, and investing in technology. And so that is a big thing that you're seeing across the landscape with companies is trying to make use technology to make their labor costs cheaper as you see more laborers band together and create unions. So that's going to be a thing you're going to see more, much more of. Next headline, is crypto becoming mainstream? 40% of young men have used crypto. What does this mean for the future of cryptocurrency? So guess what? One in five Americans has invested, traded, or otherwise dabbled in cryptocurrency. The stat also revealed that between ages 18 and 49, this NBC News poll stated that between the ages of 18 and 49, people have said they have at least dabbled in crypto. I'm not sure what dabbled means. And that's the highest share of all demographics. 40% 40% of black Americans said they have traded or used crypto. We also look to, you know, we look, usually the younger generation has a pulse on what's next. And they're saying, hey, we are investing in crypto. We want to understand more about black te- technology and what functions and applications this technology can provide for us. Or how do I make money, you know, involved in cryptocurrency? Or how do I build an infrastructure, invest in the infrastructure? A lot of interesting stuff is going on in the space. Do we understand the space totally or everything? Like people talk about the Web3 and Metaverse all the time. It's like a super buzzword. What does that actually mean? I don't think anyone knows because it hasn't been fully formed and figured out yet. But I think the exciting part for people is that there is something new that people can get involved in. Now, we have to understand and see if it's the same people that are involved in Web2, the same people that are involved in Web1. Like, is it the same people with just all the capital that are investing in these growth areas? Probably right? Like it's not some overall sweeping change where we have a lot of different people in. Don't think so, but that's unfortunate. But I hopefully there's applications that allow for more people to participate this time rather than just the same venture capital firms that have a $1 billion fund, $2 billion fund, or $100 billion fund, whatever. That's, that's what you want it to hope to happen. Elon, of course, is back in the news. Guess what, guys? Elon Musk bought 9% of Twitter. Why did he do this? Our favorite billionaire is at it again. He just bought a giant stake in Twitter earlier this week, and it's making him the largest outside shareholder in the social media stock 
the stock has pushed up this week, roughly. Let's get like real numbers on this. The day the news broke, it was up 25%. Um, and the last couple of days, Twitter, we will get real-time numbers, folks. That's what we do. That's what we do. Past five days, according to our trading view, it is up 30%. So Twitter's rock and rolling up 30% based on the news of Elon stake. And then he joined the board. Um, so first he tweeted a couple weeks ago that Twitter is a post, supposed to be a town square and people come to share their thoughts. But he asked his followers, does Twitter adhere to free speech principles? He's been notably in the news for battling with the SEC for his tweets, his thoughts. Um, and he, he probably feels like he's being shadow banned or censored in a way. Um, and so he wants to know from his followers, does Twitter adhere to free speech principles? So he asked. He asked his followers. Um, and then it was revealed on Monday that he had a stake of 9.2%. And then it was revealed a couple of days later that he joined the board. And then he asked about an edit button. So he's already making moves after joining the board of directors. He's already making moves and asking stakeholders what they want. So is this the new town square? Is this a new shareholder meeting? Just Twitter voting? Can you vote on shareholder topics via Twitter some at some point? Like now we're thinking next level. Now we're taking it a step further and wondering where Elon and his faithful followers want to take this. Um, but we'll see. And last but not least, story GameStop is doing a stock split. A lot of people doing stock splits all these times. And people still think it means something as far as the value of the company, but doesn't. But people have that unit bias where they're like, oh, if I can own more of something, it must be good. Not really. Uh, it's just more or more trash if you want. Um, <laughs> but people people just can't get around that. Um, but yeah, that's all of our news for today. So much more in the news, but we're going to stick it to there. And next up, we'll get into our question of the week. Gather round, gather round for our question of the week slash round table. Um, it's more of a round table than question of the week, but I do think that people don't really understand this concept, so I think it's important to talk about it. So I'm not sure how much of you, but I think some of you have heard of the term dollar cost averaging. So dollar cost averaging is a technique that entails investing a fixed amount of money and the same fund or stock or just in your portfolio at regular intervals over a long period of time. So let's say you have $500 after your budget. Um, if you pay your fixed expenses, you have $500 extra cash flow discretionary to invest and save after all your fixed expenses are paid. You take that $500 and invest in your portfolio, whether it's the same you know stuff that you own or not over time, right? And that's maybe a monthly cadence, Maybe it's a bi-weekly cadence, depending on when you get your check, but it's usually the same period, same things over time. Now, what does that do? It's a strategy and it's one that we employ because it's great for one, getting people to understand that you can't time the market. Um, people still try to do it and um, they fail miserably. But one, it allows you to, you know, one, get better results because we know the market fluctuates. That's another concept people would understand. Like the market doesn't just always go up unless if you're a new investor, maybe that's all you've seen until this year. 
but you have to take advantages of downtimes too because you're buying um, at presumably um, a better entry point, um, and that's a good thing. So if you're investing the same amount of time and whether, say, monthly, you're ignoring the fluctuations. You get to ignore the fluctuations as a long-term investor as long as you're buying and have an expert buying the right things. Um, it helps you ignore those fluctuations because, yes, there will be fluctuations. Like that's part of risk reward and investing. You don't just get stuff without having any risk involved. So it is a long-term strategy, right? Like financial markets are in constant flux, but over a long period of time, most stocks tend to move in the same general direction and go in the terms of the economy, right? So there'll be bear markets, there'll be bull markets, meaning bad periods or good periods in the market. But this is a long-term strategy that bodes well for the disciplined long-term investor. That's a strategy we employ. Um, and people just need to understand that concept a little bit better and be investing, invest what you can invest, not what you like is your last. Like that's not how you should be investing because it tends to lead to more emotional decisions that are bad um, for your long-term portfolio. You should be investing what you should can invest and save for periods of time in my mind, um, that's how we look at it. That's another week, folks. Thank you for joining us. Um, we are continuing to build this amazing community. So stay tapped in, share, like, and send this to your friends. We have so many people send this and refer to friends and family. We continue to grow this amazing community. So we appreciate that. And we'll talk to you next week.